You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball, dispirited Badger fan, Monte Ball, (laughs) disgruntled former legend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big fella? Um, Happy 30th birthday. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about your birthday back back in September and... Uh, didn't give you a shout out, and I, f- I feel really bad, man. So happy belated birthday to you as well, RJ. Um, uh, there's a couple differences between the way I celebrate birthdays and the way your family celebrates birthdays. <laughs> that's, that's true. And that's that I don't acknowledge mine. <laughs> and you guys are, uh, it's my month. Hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not just a week. It's not just a day. It's a month. That's true. How that's true. dare you? <laughs> that is true. So I appreciate it, man. 30s is, you know, another decade. I'm looking forward to it being better than the last. Um, you know, I want to say this real quick, too, and then I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into some Badger talk. But uh, I put a post out on Facebook because I want for people to know, you know, on my personal page, I want for people to know who the important people are in my life. Um, that being URJ, obviously, my sisters um, and my parents, um, you know. Love you guys to death. You guys have really, and I think you guys know that too. You guys have really held me up <laughs> when I fell, um, uh, picked me up. I want to say so. I'm grateful for that. So I'm I'm looking forward to these 30s, man. And yesterday was an awesome birthday party, um, Harry Potter themed, and I'm I you know that's something I will remember, you know, forever until I'm in my grave. So I really really appreciate that, man. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun to do. So uh, (laughs) definitely, definitely your youngest sister was the ringleader, obviously. (laughs) That's how it always is. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I saw that post and uh, I really appreciate it. So yeah, man. And I I mean, I mean, every bit of it, Um, especially now. And and this is this kind of, you know, goes for this entire point of this podcast. Untapped gag is you know, I think in, a, in the social media world, and again, I don't want to get too deep into this, but, you know, we, we, we kind of are losing sense of connection, uh, real connection, just uh, um, speaking as a whole, um, uh, the country in a sense, um, just because, you know, everything's just online, everybody's just talking to each other via internet or what have you. So I, I just think stuff like that, what you guys did for me yesterday is, you know, I, I really haven't had anything like that done for me and, 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 it, and it means a lot. Um, so I'm extremely grateful to have you guys. Um, so thank you. And um, again, we are excited for another podcast, another episode, excuse me, of Untapped Keg. And we got to talk about those badgers, RJ, right? Yeah, we're going to we're gonna do things a little different than we normally would. We're going to go to the badgers because we're having a really, really good badger talk pre-show. And it's like, let's just jump right into it before we lose our train of thoughts. Mm. And then we'll kind of go into our normal podcast. So Absolutely. I'll start off by saying I didn't watch the game. I completely forgot there was a game yesterday until I walked into the <laughs> store to get your cake, and it was on TV, and I was like, oh, yeah. And I was really looking forward to watching this game. I thought this was the litmus test of the Badgers this season. 
um, was this game. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, I uh, cause you know, yesterday was, if you guys didn't know already, <laughs> no, it was my birthday. So we were, you know, obviously you guys were doing a lot of planning and I was kind of just floating around trying to figure out what was, what's going on and stuff. And yeah, I actually lost track too. You were uh, probably like, it's my birthday and nobody's here yet. <laughs> nah, I can I, cry if I want to. <laughs> no, I, I wanted it to be super chill. So you guys went above and beyond, which I'm grateful for. But yeah, I, 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 I second you on that as well. I, I, I be honest, I didn't watch the game either. I, I, uh, was extremely busy and everything and honestly just didn't know where the badges were in their season because of covid cancellations etc but i obviously did some reading up on it looked at some stats obviously read some things some reviews etc and uh they're all pretty much sharing the same message man it seems like the badgers kind of are just chalking this season up as a fluke and going through the motions in a sense. And that's what everybody seems to be saying. That seems to be the consensus of the reviews. And I'm kind of disappointed about that, man. I really am. I, I that, that That's not the Wisconsin way. That's not, that's just not it. I, 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 I want to know what's really going on, man. What's going on. And I, and I want, I want to know what your take is on this as well, because I want to, I want to know what you've read, what you've checked out and everything. And, and, and 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 just to see what what what's what's going, what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, that, this is you know what we were scared about um, talking about last week, especially your questions about if you're Chris, how long do you keep Mertz in? Do you mm-hmm. you know chalk these up to glorified practices? And I'm yeah. like, no, you try to win because this is the Big Ten. Like that's what you have to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I read you the stats after the game last night after it ended, and we saw that they lost. And it's like you read those stats against this Indiana team, which was playing a backup quarterback, but they still have some amazing offensive weapons. I would have really loved to see this defense be at full strength against this offense at full strength to just see how good this defense really is. The defense held up. I mean, they held up their side of the ball for sure, and the offense just – I think part of it is coaching and part of it is a lack of um, will from the players. So I don't, after from watching this game, I don't know how much to put on the quarterback. I don't know how much to put on the linemen. Mm. Um, you know, they they were down to their third string center um, at one point in the game yesterday. Uh, you know, Danny Davis didn't play again. Sounds like Kendrick Pryor got hurt again. So, but are you calling plays to maximize your young talent or are you trying to force your young talent to do these plays that you would expect your senior receivers to be Mm. able to run? Like, and then the lack of focus They had eight penalties for 81 yards. Like that's leadership that goes on you onto your almost a hundred yards and penalties that, you know, two more turnovers. Like that goes back to your coaching, your leadership, um, especially the will to play right like mm-hmm. your fire the fire that's in your belly like yeah you have to find some as your player but at the college level you also have to be able to stoke it like yep at the nfl level i understand it's a, it's up to the players like at that point it's not necessarily up to the coach to give you motivation but right, right. at the college level especially with like freshmen and sophomores you still need to be able to stoke those fires mm-hmm. um 
and I, I like a lack of senior leadership. There you go. I like that. I like that take, man. Uh, I, and I, I appreciate your honesty because I was going to come with the same or a, a similar take, I guess, with the same tone of th- that being with honesty, because I, I, I no longer want to beat around the bush. Um, I have mad respect. Everybody knows that respect for Coach Chris, respect for Rudolph. We call we called him Rudy when I was playing. He was our tight ends coach at my <clears throat> at the time, and and now he's you know offensive coordinator. Um, and I believe you know Coach Chris was wearing half of that OC hat, but I I think he's no longer wearing that. Um, I think you know Rudy, you know Coach Rudolph took full control of offensive uh play calling and and i'm just going to be 100 percent honest because everybody knows i respect the heck out of both of them um and i'm just going to call the spade a spade i think they lack a significant amount of ability to adapt ability to um you know figure out a really secure and and, and plan game plan um for the opponents i'm not seeing that fire i'm not seeing that tenacious will to put the opponents in the ground. You know what I'm saying? I don't see it on the offensive side of the ball. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen it in a while. Don't get me wrong. We've had some darn good players. We really have Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we've, we've had some, you know, obviously more than Jonathan Taylor, of course, but we've had some really good players. We've had some good offenses. I have not seen that killer instinct that, Take the will, take the heart out of your opponent, and and I feel like we we lost that. Um, you know, maybe maybe we had it after I left a little bit with still James and Melvin back there running, and and just still with their leadership and stuff. We had it a little bit, but I still feel like we 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 don't have that anymore, and that's what I believe we're missing. And I don't know what they can do, but I, I but I but I, <laughs> what the coaches can do, but I know that the coaches what they have to do is fi- try to figure out a way to get that back because I, I believe I'm not the only one who has witnessed that or believes in this uh, or sees this in a sense to where we we, we, don't, we no longer have that. I'm going into this game, I'm gonna rip your heart up and you guys are gonna have no chance of winning. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I think the best way to illustrate that point too is um and it, and it's been a hallmark since mm. Chris has taken over. And honestly, it's been missing like uh what I'm about to say maybe has never been present in the mm. Wisconsin uh maybe you know there's been seasons here or there where it's been, but it hasn't been continuous throughout the mm. program. And right. that's you know, when things are going great and you're playing these teams you should beat and you're just beating them like it's a lot of fun and everything, but you come up against a tough opponent. And they hit you back in the mouth, and you're down. Like, there's no adjustments. There's you just keep beating your head against the wall. There's no adjustments to get around it. And you can kind of see on the sidelines, just like this. Well, we have to keep trying this method because nothing else is going to work. Kind of an attitude. And I mean, Ohio State, the Ohio State game last year. Um, the first one where you go into halftime, I think it was 14 seven. Uh, the defense played amazing. Like there was a turnover that uh, the defense gave up a score. It was a short field or something. And then they come out in the second half and you have this incredible drive. And then there was a turnover. Well, that happens. Well, Ohio state goes down like two plays and scores. Well, you've been, you've shown you can move on this Ohio state team. 
after that point, there was it was nothing that sucked all the will out of the team. Like this, mm-hmm. it's what it's what really got me um, upset as a Packers fan in the Buccaneers game, their first loss. Mm-hmm. Like you just saw the same thing. Like you know they were moving the ball up and down the field, but then all of a sudden they were down by fourteen, and it was like they just they were like, okay, this game's over. Like, oh, this is this is how it's supposed to be. We're Wisconsin. We're not Ohio State. Right. Right. Like that's how it God. feels all so the time. True. That's so true. That's so true, man. And and thank you. Thank you for explaining that. You you most definitely explained it way better than I did it. Cause I, I struggle with I, I I struggle with really getting the words out of of what I've been witnessing, what I've been seeing with with the badgers, and that is what it is. We that killer instinct is gone that 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 we don't we don't have we, I don't see that drive. I don't see that that I don't I don't see it anymore. But and we we need to figure out a way to get it back. Obviously, just like you said, I think, I think yeah. Sorry, go ahead. The I, well, I was gonna say like that instinct you're talking about. I think your sophomore year, um, after when you emerged as the starting mm-hmm. running back, I think that you saw the difference in the attitude of that team because right. You, you know the team was kind of floundering. Yeah, you beat Ohio State, but before that, like you were down to Iowa, like, and you right. did not play well. And then from that point on, it was just like a little bit of a different feeling in that team. But then when Russell was there, that feeling was there as well with that killer instinct. But your absolutely. senior year, it absolutely was not there. Right. Oh, 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 I agree. I agree. And, and for my sophomore year, um, yeah, we we we. I, I know what you mean, but I just, I, got, I just want to make sure that we keep the timeline right on here. So we played Ohio State first, and then Ohio, I know, and Iowa I know. Was, oh, my, my, okay, I just. But but you're right though. You're still right though. Prior to our Ohio State game, my sophomore year, we we were just an average team. Yeah, it just felt like hundred percent. It felt like yeah, you could <clears throat> win against the Buckeyes, but it was a primetime game at home and that's why you were going to win it wasn't because you were a tenacious team but then the way that like when you guys went into tcu at the rose bowl it felt like the defense was playing better you know jj watt had really come on and then it felt like the offense you guys could just move the ball at will yep so uh i got a question for you i got a question for you since we're on that topic since you named him jj uh if jj stays for his senior year do we win the national championship 2011 it's with Russell you know it's and- tough to it's tough <laughs> to speculate how one person on the defensive side, especially at that position. Do you think he helps with the two hail marys that knocked this out? You know, well, because he might get to the quarterback and force a, a worse throw, right? Or, or, or we're not in that position. Yeah, before. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I always think about that stuff, and obviously, it's. it's good I think to it's a possibility. It's for sure a possibility. You have a, a player of that talent. <laughs> You know, right. on that side of the ball, a lot of good things could happen. But so essentially, what I'm getting at is, screw you, JJ Watt, for pursuing your dreams and leaving us. No, no, no. <laughs> but seriously, you know, JJ, you want to come on and explain yourself? Go right. feel free. Just so like Russell Wilson stealing the Heisman from you. <laughs> Russell, you ever want to come on and explain yourself? Yeah, we're he here. Even, here's the thing, he didn't even steal it. How dare you? Let, let me take some votes and then just disappear. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's uh that's some exciting stuff, man. And and I always I, I just wanted to ask you that, but I think you had a really good take, man. I really, really do it. 
it's back to the Badgers, the offensive side of the ball. We, you know, Jimmy Leonard on the defensive side is calling the right plays for that defense. They seem motivated. They seem fired up. They seem. And they were you know, missing wanted, wanted, their best corner. Yep, in my opinion, their best cor- uh, cover corner was not there. True. True. And it just seems like we're lacking on the offensive side of the ball. And I hope that, you know, it's a learning curve. I get it. But my gosh, I, I, I feel like. I mean, we have the talent. I just don't understand why it's not sticking or gluing together. But then again, yeah, this is a this is a this is a weird year of football, of course. Where, I mean, you know, our players are playing through a pandemic, so obviously it's different. Things are different. The systems are different. Um, you know, just obviously because of the pandemic. But I, I feel like then once you strap the helmet on and once it's time to go, it's it's just playing football. You just got to play. Lights out, and I just don't think this team has that right now, and I hope they get it back. Um, I really, really do. But this just seems like this has been, and I hate saying this, of course, because I played for the Badgers. I'm a diehard Badger fan, of course, but calling a spade a spade, it seems like just like what you stated. That's just been the – this has been the a bell we've been ringing for a while, for a long time. Um, and we got to have that turnaround. We have we have to turn it over. Turn it, well, in a, in a sense, we have to just figure out a way to – turn this around and i know i've seen a lot of people especially you know older people comment on your posts on facebook talking about how Mm -hmm. we take the next step is they remember what it's like having a bad team like not even being able to you know win two or three games in the big 10 it's like that's fine but why wouldn't you want to take that next step to the national title level like why are you okay (laughs) with being you know the third best team in the big 10 constantly like that bothers me. Why is it okay <laughs> to be, you know, uh, you 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 never live up to your true talent level, or even mm-hmm. rise above that talent level? Like, there's teams that do that. Like, yeah, I mean, Indiana, Northwestern, <laughs> Indiana's <laughs> offense is unreal this year. Like, they're going to yeah. have some first round picks, but. <laughs> And I feel so bad for their quarterback, Phoenix. I really wanted to see him play against his Badgers defense because I think this Badgers defense is the best defense in the country. Even without Wild Goose, I think that they're a top three defense in the country. You put Wild Goose in there, and they were missing Melvin. Like I think that I think this defense is for real, for real. Like um, I mean, that's Jimmy Leonard, man. He's been what? What, what is this? His third year, fourth year? What is it? Yeah, I think I think it's his third year as a defensive coordinator. I mean, that's crazy. Three years in in what out of two out of the three years you've been a top five defense in the country. Are you sure it's not all three? Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I, pretty sure it's all three. Because unless you crazy. don't count this year, because they don't have enough games played, but I would True. still count it because <laughs> I think I think they're averaging giving up 150 yards on defense, like. That's unreal. That is. Absolutely that is. unreal. That is. So, yeah, I, I, what I want as a fan and why I find it frustrating is I want to see them take that next step. I want to see them get tenacious as a program, and you're yes. starting to bring in the, these recruits that are supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be your, your most talented recruiting classes, like, every single year. You have the quarterback that – was you know your crown jewel and he played really well in a, a couple games and now a couple games he's been meh so so how how are you coaching him up like you know we've seen the 
the interviews where he says that he's watching like six hours a day of tape, which mm. if you ask me, he's a college kid. Like that's, this isn't pro football. Shouldn't be, but that's how much he loves the game. Like he, there's two different ways to look at that. Like, you know, is he watching the, taking the things that he should be taking away from the tape correctly? I, I don't know. I don't know this. How are you going to take the talent that you're getting that is supposed to be college ready and elevating them to the next level, right? Like turning them into a top 10 pick. Um, Mm -hmm. And then my biggest indictment on the offensive coaching staff is Jalen Berger. Yeah. I mean, as a freshman, he is showing that he can be consistent which is a very, very, very good thing to show coaches when you're coming in as a freshman, um, playing at a different level, playing at a different speed. Um, Obviously, you have to learn more. um, You know, there's more mechanics, in a sense, that go to running a collegiate-level top university offense or, excuse me, being part of it. Um, So there's a lot – there's a learning curve, of course, from coming from high school playbook to college – uh, and he seems to be consistent. I mean, he he ran for fifteen or excuse me, fifteen carries for eighty-seven yards, and I think he had something similar last or the last time they played as well. Yeah, uh, I want to say he's averaged uh, five and a half yards a carry the past two games, and he's only right. seen um, he hasn't had enough carries. Let's put it that way. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like it's it's you know, it, and then it's one of those things. Do they are they not riding on him because he's a freshman and they want to preserve his body or? Is there just a lack of adjustments, in-game adjustments, understanding, okay, what's working, what's not? Ooh, you know, we're we're hitting 5.8 yards a carry. How about we stick with that um, since, it, you know, we're, we should be getting a first down every two plays? Um, so it's – it's. I love the way he's running. I, I knew that he would emerge as the guy um, in the backfield because I think when I watched his tape, when I watched a little bit of him during uh, – their practices when I saw it online I could tell that he he had a he had a way to he had a way of running that uh, resembled a lot of Michael Bennett resembled a lot of uh, maybe a little bit of Anthony Davis as well just that slippery one cut and up the field which is uh, really good to see with the freshman because usually freshmen come in still thinking that they can do what they did in high school which is you know, run to the left side of the field and run to the right side of the field and run backwards, spin. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? But no, um, he's one cut and go, which is a strong attribute to have at this level. And I knew that he would emerge. So I just hope that we can just build on the backfield because, you know, we have a we have a good quarterback, Mertz. Um, I, we just got to figure out a way for all this to stick together for to 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 come together and, and, and work which is just, I guess that's why we're talking about it because it's mind-blowing that it's not. We have a good running back. We have a good quarterback. We have some really good receivers. I'm not understanding what's going on. Um, you know, maybe it's the offensive line. Maybe maybe not. I mean, I, we, 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 you know, hopefully they figure it out, man. Because um, as you could tell, it puts me at a loss of words because we, we have the talent. I just don't know what's happening. I, so, it's, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. Um, as a fan – and that's that's my thing. Like that's why I've always stated like I'm a bigger fan of the Packers than I am the Badgers. Is because it's a lot easier to get mad at players who aren't kids, mad at players who are making money to do this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like these are kids; they're college kids. Like I remember how you know 
just not motivated with something I was when it wasn't the at the top of my mind back then. Like, I mean, even until right. I was like 25, 26, which takes you into the NFL. But um, mm-hmm. when you're making money, it's a lot easier to be critical of the player and the coaches. But like, it, it's a lot harder to be critical of a kid who's putting forth so much effort and time and not making any money as compared to the coaches making so much money. So that's why (laughs) I'm a lot more critical on coaches um, at the college level than I am necessarily at the NFL level. Although if you've heard me talk about Mike McCarthy, you know, I can be very critical of coaches (laughs) at uh, the NFL level as well. (laughs) I think that's a good take because you're right. I mean, criticizing teens who are student athletes. So they're dealing with school, of course, or dealing with, Um, you know, a major adjustment in their life of, you know, being away from home, being on their own and obviously playing their sport as well. Yeah, it's hard to be critical on them, but uh, but I'm glad we still, you know, find ways to appropriately critique their gameplay because that's the, you know, unfortunately, that's that's the realm that they're in. That's the stage that they're on. Um, it's where they have to perform. You have to perform. The expectations are super high. Expectations that your coaches place on you, expectations you place on yourself, and the fans. You know what the fans expect. Um, so I, I uh, you know, I just want for the players to understand that. You know, it's all about the the next game. It's all about, you know, what have you done for me lately? That's the business that you're in. So they got to put it together and they got to perform. Period. And we got to figure out how to get to that point and why we're not at that point. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm frankly, man, I'm just getting tired of ringing this same bell. Um, and, and I expressed my, my frustration. I think it was two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. I can't really remember one on Twitter when I pretty much said, you know, what is going on? Why can't we be number one in our conference? Why is it always, okay, Ohio state's going to be one. We can fight for second. No, screw that. Look, we we can we have the potential to be number one in the Big Ten. We haven't won the Big Ten since 2012. We're almost going on 10 years. Yeah, uh, that that that's not that's 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 a no for me. There, there's that's no, no reason that this program can't be number one in the country. It doesn't have to be like Alabama level, like every single year. Right. But there's no reason you couldn't be like a a Washington football team level, like you know, up mm. there competing for the number one spot in the nation like that's where i think that fans especially my age are pushing for is that we what you know the badger program should aspire to and the way that it feels for the past honestly 20 years is you are fine winning the big 10 and getting to a rose bowl but we you know it's okay if we never push for a national title yeah, that bothers me. That bothers me because here's the thing is is why I get so frustrated about it is because think about it. We have a defense for the past three years with Jimmy Leonard obviously leading them. That is, let's just for right now, that's they're the top in the country. When you have a defense like that, as everybody knows, offense wins games, defense wins championships. It's very simple. You, in order to win championships, you got to stop your opponent from scoring. Our defense has shown that time and time again for the last three years. Our offense, everybody knows Wisconsin is always good at running the football, meaning we recruit the big guys up front who know how to move the other guys out of the way for our running back. We always have skilled running backs. Oh, wait, now look, we have a pretty darn good quarterback. Yeah, he hasn't played much, and we maybe, you know, 
you know, we obviously still got a lot to watch for him to, to critique his play, but he stepped in and he's doing what we expect. Um, and, he, and, 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 and actually, you know, playing a little bit above what we expect. So we have the pieces. We have Pryor. We have Davis. We got the pieces to compete at an extremely high level, but we're not. We literally have every single piece that we need. I don't understand what's not clicking. This defense is better than the defenses that I, you know, uh, that 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 my years that that we had, and we were competing at an extremely high level. So we have it. We have the abilities, and I'm always going to push this team. Uh, I'm always going to expect for them to 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 you know championship season or bust. That's just what I was taught, um, and I'm sure that's what they think too. So you know, I will stop beating this dead horse. Um, I think I've expressed my frustration enough, and and and. That's just what it is. We have the pieces. I don't understand why we can't see the entire puzzle. Uh, we 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 cannot we cannot decipher what it is. We got to figure it out. And let's let's wrap this up by saying um, next week they travel to Iowa. You know, COVID withstanding. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll get motivated for that game playing in Iowa? I believe Iowa That's allows the, fans, but. Like you're playing what was a top five team in the nation that lost to Ohio state by a touchdown and had a chance to tie that game. And you couldn't get motivated to, you know, get up for this, that game. Coaching staff couldn't come up with a game plan to put points on the board. Um, Couldn't make adjustments to go to the point that it, you know, you, you'd, get going for that game. How do you think it's right. going to go at Iowa? I honestly don't know, man. And I think that's where my frustration is at is I don't know what team's going to show up. I know what defense is going to show up. So I know it's going to be a low scoring game, but I don't know what's going to happen on our offensive side of the ball. So I think that's where my frustration is or why I have frustration is because I can usually, I don't want to say I could could tell how our team is going to play because no one knows, but I have a good idea how our team is going to play. Usually I don't, I don't right now. I really don't. And I think that's where my, why I have so much frustration because we aren't consistent at all. Our defense is, but not our offense. So if you wanted, if, if you're asking for a straight answer, I don't think that we'll win. I don't, um, at this current moment, based on how they played yesterday, it seems like, we have no spirit. Um, we it seems like we don't have any spirit, and now we have to go into Iowa. Yeah, they're not going to be at full capacity, but the, just like you stated, they're going to have fans. That's still a t- that's still a tough environment. It's still a difficult environment. It's not going to be at the level of difficulty as it usually is, obviously, because they're not going to be at full capacity. But it's still, you know, you still got to fly. You still got to st- stay in a different hotel that you're not familiar with. You still have to play on a field that you're not familiar with, etc. So. At this current moment, I think it's going to be a difficult game for us, but I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. If they play the way that they did uh, yesterday, I could see, I could see it being a big letdown, like an even bigger one than Indiana. Like Indiana's very good this year. I don't want to take away mm-hmm. from them um, how good of a team that they have, but once again, they were playing with a backup quarterback. Right. And right. <laughs> the offense put up 350 yards of offense and scored six points. That's yeah. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. It is. So uh, I, I hope it, I hope it it's is. better. <laughs> I hope it's better. Um, 
you know, I, I want to be talking about next year how, you know, there's a chance once again that we could play for the national, you know, college football playoff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we'll like, come see. on, man. Here's the thing. Like, come on. Before we move topics, I'm so glad you just mentioned that because, come on, how have we not been in the playoffs? Because there's always that Northwestern game, there's always exactly. the Big Ten championship <laughs> like, game. It's always a letdown. How have we not been in the playoffs? We are a really good football program, and I'm not biased when I say it. Or oh, I am, of course, because I play. But everyone knows that. Okay, Wisconsin football is a darn good football program. How have we not been in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, from the it's Big not- Ten, it's been either Ohio State or nobody. Pretty much has been in the playoffs. Like, right. I think it's Penn State went one year, maybe. But like, come on, that's we it. are too good of a program to have not been in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, we we I mean, come on. So enough of that. I think we expressed our frustrations and our concerns enough. Uh you know, we'll see. We'll see. I hope that I'm wrong against their their play or well how their play is gonna be against Iowa or their upcoming game. But we'll see, man. We'll see. We will see. I most definitely will let, let you take it away and let's let's get to some other stuff here. Well, why don't we go with uh, how you been? How was your week leading yeah. up to yesterday? Wow, I, like I like that transition. Uh, okay, so um, I was anticipating a fun, good birthday all week, and and that was those expectations were met and and exceeded um, because of you guys. Um, my week was well. My, my week was was good. I. I, I Stressed, nervous, uh, anxious—you know all the normal emotions. But just this podcast, man, is—is—you know—you really don't know how something's helping you until you know you really continue to do it, and then you're able to obviously build up enough evidence and then look back on it. Um, you know, we've been doing this for you know here in probably three three months. I think we'll be going on a year. Um, yeah, I think February is a year. I think we started in February. (laughs) Wow. So my week has been good. I look forward to these episodes. I look forward to chatting with you. My week, normal stress from work, all that stuff. But, uh, having this outlet, something to dump my frustration on about the Badgers is very therapeutic in a sense. So this is pretty cool, man. I really appreciate this. How was your, how was your week, man? Uh, my week was, you know, work was really good. Um, yeah, I, I have, I worked, usually I have Fridays off. I usually work four 10 hour days and I ended up working Friday and ended up being a full day, but it wasn't like a stressful amount of work. It was just at the end we were waiting on somebody, you know, not a part of a company I work for or even like we weren't waiting on the other guy to get the work done. Like we were waiting on somebody who looks it over to make sure everything's okay. And, uh, <laughs> dude was an hour and a half late. And it's like, I had a chiropractor appointment to get to. Cause actually I jacked my back up this week. I think it started last weekend. Uh, went to the daycare to put some, uh, toys together and halfway through the toy, you know, my wife is like, oh, you know, it'll be like 30 minutes, whatever. Just put putting this together. I start pulling out the pieces. There's over 90 pieces to this thing. 
Mm. And <laughs> I was like, how is this going to be a half an hour? <laughs> There's 90 pieces. <laughs> and it's a Sunday. Um, I think that that, because I ended up, yeah, my my drill ended up dying. So I had to screw everything in by hand. Yeah, first world problems, Ooh. I know. But uh, I think being hunched over and trying to that. trying to push push in to get the screws to bite. Uh, I think that that started my back hurting a little bit. And then Monday, what we terminated when we do underground, especially with big cables, it's always rough, especially depending on how you have to uh, terminate them. A lot of times you're on your knees, you're hunched over, it's cold. So Mm -hmm. the cable doesn't bend like it would in summer. Um, I think I stressed it a little bit. And then Tuesday, it was just my back was completely seized up. I couldn't bend over. Uh, to be honest, it hurt to reach behind to wipe my butt. Like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to go to the chiropractor. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeez. so I went to the chiropractor. I love the and when here. he when he uh, <laughs> cracked my back, I literally he took all the breath out of me. Um you know, when he when he adjusted on. me, yeah, I took all the breath out of me and it hurt so bad. I had tears forming in my eyes and I thought, Jeez. you know, my back is seriously messed up. Like my I might actually have to go to the doctor to get this looked at because my goodness. Oh, and then I woke up. It was still tight, drove to work with the seat warmer on. And by the time I got to work with the seat warmer on, like it got warm enough that my muscles finally relaxed. And I was there actually pretty, like there were times where I would still get pain, but it wasn't and it was a little tight, but it wasn't nearly as bad as it was. And then I ended up. Yeah, I had a chiropractor appointment on Friday, too, as a, a checkup. But, you know, kids with bedtimes, uh, it's getting frustrating, but it is what it is. Every parent goes through it. Mm. Yep. Um, well, you best got to heal up, man. Back yep. heal up. I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess more in depth for my week, I, I was probably a little vague there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I got my beat machine. So, um, you know, to everybody listening in, I love making beats. I love music. I love, um, you know, I watch movies. Obviously, I love the dialogue in movies, et cetera, but I love the music as well. So I love, you know, some Hans Zimmer, et cetera. I love the emotion that's tied with music and how music can really paint a better picture, um, you know, for stuff. Uh, it's a form of art. So I, I received, uh, you know, a beat machine with a keyboard, and I just love to play around with that. Just another hobby. Um, I got an electric guitar as well. Um, just trying to learn new stuff. Uh, and it's exciting. It's pretty cool. Um, and But, you know, also, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, the my, you know, I'm glad that I, you know, I was able to, you know, really get a hold of my depression, you know, taking a turn here. Um, so hold on to your seats. But, um, you know, yeah, it's not all, you know, flowers, rainbows, et cetera. You know, my depression is something that I've been able to manage. Uh, and it's been a little difficult, I guess, uh, this year, as I'm sure it has been for a lot of people um, because of COVID and, and the limitations and the anxiety, the um, the worry that we all uh, share. Um so you know, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate that I've been able to, you know, get to a good place mentally, um, and uh, 
It's been helpful. It's been very, very helpful. So I'm not really sure if that really exp- <laughs> explained my previous week, but I'm in a really good place. How about that? I'm in a really good place mentally. And I hope everybody listening is, is can find their peace as well during these rough times. Um, hopefully, you know, next year's different. You know, if we all come together and, and do what we need to do in order to eradicate this virus, I hope that uh, next year's a better year for all of us. Completely agree. Couldn't have said it better. I mean, I, you know, I got popped for a random drug test this week. It's about like my first one in the seven years since I worked at the company. I might've had one in my first year, but, um, and the nurse goes, yeah, I'm just, I'm so sick of these masks. I really want this to just be over. It's like, yeah, I do too. But you know, you say that to the wrong person, they're going to take their mask off and be like, I know we should just go back to normal right now. Right. Like we have to keep Unfortunately, we have to stay on top of it. Keep it top of mind. Yep. Get rid of this. I, you know, miss movie theaters. Uh, yeah. My wife said that this weekend. I can't remember where we were, but um, yeah, she's like, "Don't you just miss going to the movie theaters?" Like, yes, yes, I do. I, I miss a lot of things that we used to take for granted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. Just I agree. going to work and not even thinking about it, talking to customers, like. You know, I, I had to schedule some outages and it's like, I just, you know, throw my mask on. Everybody's wearing masks. It's almost become a n- normal way of life. And it's just, it's sad that we've accepted this as normal. Um, that yeah. we haven't tried to hold our government officials to account to do more to eradicate this, to do more to help mm. small businesses and, um, you know, workers around the country right now. Like they really have, uh, you know, they really are asleep. They really are. They don't care. Um, mm-hmm. And this, I don't think this election went far enough to show them that we care that they don't care. Like we see that they don't care. Um, I hope it can change. I hope, I hope the messaging can get better. Um. Yeah, one one thing I've been stressed out about is, uh, you know, my, my wife goes in for surgery tomorrow, and uh, you know, I know she's been nervous. She's been trying to hide it, but she's been a little, um, a little mean to me, and I don't know if she realizes what she says uh, and how she says it. Sometimes I think she tries to joke about it, but it comes off as uh, more pointed and more like. Mm-hmm she means it how it's coming off and i know i know she's nervous and i i get nervous she asked me if i'm nervous i'm like yes anytime you have a uh, major medical i get nervous and she's Absolutely. like well you know i've never had that before i'm like you've been in labor twice that's that's a major medical procedure like <laughs> yep you know the, yeah. the first <laughs> our oldest um we went in not knowing what to expect anything but it just did not go well as a labor. She got an epidural and they, they had, uh, you know, it took four tries to get the epidural in. Um, and it wasn't through her fault. She was perfectly still, uh, as you know, these contractions, which were very major were happening. Um, it, yeah, they never checked, you know, my, my kid, came out sunny side up they're supposed to come out face down so that their head can bend to get past the pelvic bone nobody checked to see how my son was turned when we started pushing so uh 
he was face up and couldn't get his neck down far enough to get past that. So they ended up having to pull him out. And, uh, you know, at first they were tears of joy when he, he popped into the world. But um, right after they were, they realized that my wife was losing more blood than she should be. So I spent the next uh, hour and a half just crying, fearing for my wife's life, holding my son that I may never see my wife again. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this because it doesn't affect them, but um, black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth. Birth, and mm-hmm. that goes across mm-hmm. socioeconomic levels. Um, it's actually higher for middle class women uh to black women to die in childbirth than it is for poor black women to die in childbirth uh the united states is like 96th in um mortality rate of uh mothers giving birth i mean this is this is stuff that it's pretty serious is very serious so anytime my wife has being black has a and me knowing those Mm -hmm. stats has a major medical procedure like i I get very nervous. Yeah, man, I think it's, uh, appreciate you sharing that. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe, I mean, uh, yeah, birth is, birth is, you know, labor is not an easy feat. Um, glad I'm a, glad I'm a male. Cause that, that's, ooh, I, I, women are very strong. Women are extremely strong. Ashley, um, she, she, she pulled through, um, four, obviously her children, your children, um, and her family. So women are very, very strong. And, and yeah, man, I, I, uh, you know, I'm nervous of course, as well. Um, those procedures, uh, anytime, any medical procedure, yeah, it, it presents many levels of anxiety, uh, but she'll pull through. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be good, man. And, uh, she'll pull through and it, it'll all, it'll all go well. And, and uh, we'll be looking back on it and trying to figure out, you know, why was I so nervous <laughs> and all that stuff. But, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, you have two beautiful boys, um, healthy boys, a healthy wife, uh, a good life. So, you know, you know, I, I feel like 2020 is the year of really appreciating the small things. I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real trying to look into the, the message of everything uh in a sense if that makes any sense and i think 2020 has been a year of appreciate what you have not what you lost um and you know losing a meaning meaning like movie theaters or 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 whatever you know going to parties or stuff like that uh you know focus on what you have what you do have that's family and that is family so i don't want to get too sappy here in a sense but that's that's just kind of what i think about when i think of the year 2020 um so we could appreciate what we have absolutely, and what you do have and what you do have is a PlayStation five. And again, I need to hear about this, this demon souls that you, that you talk about and stuff and don't mean to have a rough transition here, but um, I got to hear this, man. I got to hear how this PS five has been. I currently don't have one still guys. Uh, it was pretty much impossible. Um, at this moment to get one, especially, you know, coming closer to Christmas. Uh, I mean, it's, the it's scalpers have upped their game to me because they made so much money. 
<laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I was going to say, it's pretty much impossible yeah. at this moment to get one. So I'll probably wait till mid-January, hopefully late January, to see if I can snag one. But, man, how, what, what, what's what's it like? You're, you're, what, probably two weeks, three weeks in for having three it? Weeks, not, yeah. so, three weeks, yeah. Three weeks, yeah. And and what do you think, man? I beat Miles Morales, and that's a really good game. It's like the perfect amount of time that I would want to put into a game. How long? How long? So I did all the side missions. I did all the collectibles. And I think it took me probably eight hours, like eight to 10 hours. Um, Yeah. So like if you mainline that story, like four or five hours and it's, the story is good. I like it. Uh, I know a lot of people are a little tough on it because of spider verse, but like, you know, it's not spider verse. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed how they wrap this story up, but, uh, and the story that they told, but like, I think the game that shows the power and the just like the how smooth the PS5 is because it's not necessarily like the the graphics aren't going to be a heck of a lot better going you know as we go forward. It's more like how smooth everything is. Like you're not going to see the choppiness in frame rates anymore. You're, which you may not even realize our frame rates. Like when the game gets slow and choppy because there's too many things going on on screen, that's frame rate actually. So like this is just steady and everything works how it's supposed to work. Um, you know, when you get to the ray tracing, then you can really see the the differences. Mm. But the games right now are you either choose to lock that frame rate in so it doesn't get choppy or you have that ray tracing. But um it's just it is a beautiful game like you i i sent i tweeted out a picture about it and it's like yeah this this picture really doesn't do justice like how amazing it looks off in the distance um the little details that they put in you know it's a i want to say like a you know a first year ps3 game remake maybe a second year ps3 game remade and it still plays just it was the first game that kicked off like the the souls born quote unquote style of games um you know this off of this was dark souls and then came bloodborne um it's it's like its own genre almost but you know it, it's one of those games where you you die or you get hit you know what you did wrong um there's a counter to everything you just got to learn systems and then take advantage of it it's just yeah, I would say that, you know, um, like the Spider-Man game is swinging around and the combat does get involved, but I wouldn't say it. you necessarily have to keep it at the front of your mind, whereas Demon Souls is kind of the opposite, where it's kind of slow and methodical and the the entire game is based around the combat. So, and then like the, the environments, the way you go, like you could be like, you know, how you upgrade that is when you defeat enemies, it gives you so many um, souls, quote unquote, basically just like XP points. And then you have to bank those XP points. If you die, Mm. then it's left at the spot that you died is where your, uh, your experience points get left. And then if you die again, you lose those experience points. Um, So the trick is to get to a spot where, if you travel, then all those enemies are going to be back. Uh, so if you go to go to a different place to 
bank your XP so that you can level up, all the enemies that you just defeated are back. So so it's oh, it's geez. okay. <laughs> do you run all the way back through the level and bank your XP? You just have to fight through all these people again. Or, you know, there's always shortcuts. So are you right at near a shortcut? So like you're you're running low on healing items, you're running a little bit low on health. What, you know, should I run and bank these or should I um, continue on? So, and it's like right at the point where you're de- making this debate is like where you'll find a shortcut. So, yeah, it's just the the level design is really cool. Um, that's pretty cool, man. That's, I think that's the exciting part about this generation. Um, you know, when I sit back and when I think about, you know, where were we 20, 25, 30, let's say, let's say 30 years ago with video games. I mean, yeah, we were what we were, uh, what is it? The beginning of the nineties, you know, Ooh, we, we, the beginning we, of the nineties was 30 years ago. Right. <laughs> right. So just imagine the jump that we had in 20, 25 years of video well, games. Just think of since the, like the, the GameCube. The PS2, right? Oh, jeez. I was going to say N64, <laughs> but Game even, Cube. you know, past that, like the GameCube and like, you know, I, I have a Freaking Game I have Cube a Nintendo Cube. Switch. And so playing like uh, Mario Sunshine just came out and they really did nothing to upgrade oh. anything on it. So it basically looks the way it did on the GameCube. And I love that game. Yeah, it doesn't look bad, but my goodness, does it look not good compared to you know especially it looks good on a handheld but as soon as you put it in the dock and you put it on a tv you're like oh wow we really yeah we really came a long way (laughs) that's the exciting part man it's like where are we gonna be in obviously with our technology being better now you know advancements are faster or in a sense they they come a lot sooner than they used to in the past so where are we going to be in 15 years with video games. Um, you know, Elon Musk had a great talk about that. Um, and he pretty much stated the same thing. Like we talk about simulations and stuff, VR, you know, where are we going to be in 15 years? Imagine, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you put into account the jump that we had from 30 years ago to now, let's say 15 years from now, where are we going to be? Uh, you know, we, we, we potentially can, you know, we're going to be in the video games. Um, Possibly, of course, uh, more than just putting gobbles. Yeah, I think that I think you're right about that. I think that it's going to be something that we don't even think about. And one thing I didn't bring up about this, this generation, too, is the load times like between the Series X and the PS5 load times are virtually gone. Like it's so fast. It's probably you don't have enough time to open Twitter. Like Mm. you you're starting you start the game up and you put twitter on and it's like oh you looked at two tweets and it's loaded in (laughs) and that's like from a dead thing so when you're in game and you're loading between worlds or like uh let's say you fast travel in spider-man you literally unlock your phone and it's already up ready to go that's outrageous man and i i I watched a video so i i love playing fifa so one thing that would get on my nerves with fifa is When I say a long time, obviously not a long time, but for an impatient gamer, you understand what I mean by long time with loading times. You know, you pick your squad, you hit pretty much matchmaking, and it would take about from you hitting the button to to searching for a player, or excuse me, for searching for somebody to play against, and to actually having, you know, 
the game start and 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 playing some FIFA, you're looking at about a three minute, uh, about two and a half to three minute time frame there. Well, I watched a video of somebody playing FIFA 21, going from what I just what I just said from matchmaking to, you know, the game starting took like four seconds. And I was like, that's crazy. This person hit, you know, search, searching for an opponent to play. And within the next three and a half seconds was whistle blew. They passed the ball. Game started. I was like, that's that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'm talking about. So that lag is no longer there. That that gap of finding somebody to play to playing has been eliminated so you can play so many more games in a short amount of time, which is what every gamer loves because all gamers are impatient. So I think that's some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> it definitely cool is. I, right I really wish that I had more time with it. Like I kind of feel guilty because I don't have as much time with the PS5 as I wish. Like I, I wish that I would have been able to play – Two nights ago, I wish I'd been able to play like during the week. But where's it going? You're speaking as if it's nah, a time, time, you man. Got it. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, That's I've true. been. I had to wake up at three o'clock twice this you, week. Like, actually, one night was two o'clock in the morning. I had to wake up to go to work. So, uh, so like, you. I've been, you know, tired. These, you know, these kids, these darn kids, that keep taking so much attention. My goodness. So I'm hoping that I getting to a point where we can just lay them down in bed and they just go to sleep. Like we don't have to sit there for 30 minutes with them in at night listening to ocean sounds. And it just puts you in a trance like, yeah, I'm not going to go downstairs. I'm too tired. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> you know, like that. I'm just, I'm just waiting yeah, for the time. And, uh, you know, I only have two days of work and then I'm off the rest of the month. Like, I'm going to have a lot of time, possibly, depending on how, you know, Ashley's recovery goes to put into uh, some gaming. So when Cyberpunk comes out, I'm I'm holding off on that till I see the reviews because I really hope that it's as good as, uh, you know, I'm hoping. December, yeah. December 10th, right? I'm hoping we start to get some first impressions this week, but it sounds like nobody has a copy of the game right now that they're playing for review. So it's like I've been burned so many times like Anthem, like Mass Effect Andromeda, which are two Bioware games, which is unfair to Bioware, but like, you know, South Park, the fractured, but whole, like I thought there was no way that game's going to be bad. And it wasn't that it was bad. It just wasn't what I wanted from it. It wasn't the stick of truth. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm look. I'm looking forward to being able to put some time in with this, and maybe you can come over, and I'll finally hand you the controller, and you can try something out. So <laughs> there's some there's Absolutely, some like man. you know platformers that are apparently really good too. Um, so the game that comes with it is called Astro's Playroom. I've I played that, and it is a lot of fun. It's really cool, but it's only like two hours. Um, it shows how the controller is different. It like shows off how the different uses of the controller, but then there's also like little big planets called the, uh, what is it? Sack boys, big adventure or something like that. That's supposed to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a really cool little game that my kids get older. Maybe I'll get it to play with them, but 
yeah, it's just, you know, there's something for every type of gamer out there, whether you are just dabbling, like you're a Super Mario Brothers fan, you know, Astro's Playroom and, um, gosh darn it, uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure, those, those might speak to you. I mean, Fortnite is un- unreal right now. Um, that's just that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool game. We didn't even talk about that. Um, I'm even thinking about jumping back into Fortnite. So, but then you got like Demon Souls what? for like the hardcore gamer. Like you love gameplay. You love puzzles. Every little bit of combat in that game is a puzzle, to be honest. Um, so, nice. and nice. then you got you know you got your big budget popcorn flick and uh, Miles Morales, Spider Man, Miles Morales. Plus, you have the right. Spider Man Remastered, which apparently is. Like you can't believe how good that game looks, and it plays even better than the original did. Even though it's like mostly the same, but you go back and play it, and you're like, "Oh, they really did refine some things with this." Um, yeah, and then it's completely and totally backwards compatible, just by buying the system and getting PlayStation Plus. Like you get twenty of the best games of the last, you know, last generation, so for free. Last of Us Part One. You and I continually sing those praises like god of war the my favorite game of all time like the game that is the best of the last generation of any game last generation so like Jeez. yeah that, those are free those are pack-ins that you can play and look gorgeous like <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should reach out to Sony and see if they can sponsor our cast cuz we my gosh um you should you should you should really start getting paid for your takes on video games. Well, like, you know, even if you get an Xbox, like I, I talked to my friend, he has two kids. I want to say they're mm. gosh, they're probably the oldest one's probably seven now, seven or eight. Um he's a he's a single dad and he's like, you know, my, my kids played Xbox at a friend's house. They really want to get into video games, you know, what should I do? And I told him, I'm like, buy an Xbox One S, which is obviously the last generation's xbox but you get game pass like that's a netflix style it's like playstation now but it's even more games and it's a lot newer games every game that comes out on the xbox series x is going to be playable on the xbox one s and every exclusive game is coming to game pass right away so they can play anything like you're you're me spending 15 bucks a month and you play whatever game you want almost like that's free. Yeah. Like awesome. now is it's such a good time to be a gamer. Like, and then Xbox has their X cloud. So with that $15 a month, you can play on your computer. If you have an Android device, you can play on your phone. Like you, any of these games, well, not, not any, any, that's but good. just that's, about any of them. You can play on your computer cool. or, and it, it carries your save across too. That's impressive. I can't lie. And I'm, I, in high school, I was Microsoft. I was, you know, Xbox all the way. But then I, you know, went to the dark side and finally understood, uh, you know, some of the games and some of the, you know, the style of PlayStation games. And I just fell in love with it. I love the storytelling, um, which I think, you know, Xbox lacks. But that's a pretty awesome component of their 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 new system. Um that that's actually pretty cool. I can't even lie. You, you know, you can play that game anywhere, um, which is which is a awesome awesome um, thing. So I, that that that's 
I'm glad to see that these games are, you know, obviously it's Microsoft versus Sony. You know, they're they're competing, of course, and it's just really cool that, you know, how where are we going to be in 10 years now? Because this competition is going to keep going. <laughs> who's going to who's going to do something completely off the wall, something crazy, you know, that 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 I'm looking forward to. Um, and that's the exciting thing. That's the exciting thing that as gamers like is what's the next gen- next generation going to be? Um, I mean, you don't even have this yeah, generation and you're already talking fine. about it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it's, you know, that's just where we're at, man. And I think it's awesome that, you know, at least in this year of 2020, which it's been a significant amount of bad news for gamers. Uh, and that's why we mentioned it here on Untapped K, because if you guys aren't playing any video games, but you obviously want to start getting into it, it's 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 the time to get into it. It's obviously if you have the time to play video games, it's, it, it kills time in a good way. Um, keeps you busy um, when you're bored at home, quarantining or what have you. You can obviously play, still chat with your friends who have it as well online, um, maybe create tournaments, etc. You know, a lot of fun stuff you can do with it, uh, you know, because obviously a lot of people now during COVID are not outside, not traveling, not going to gatherings, etc. So good time to get into video games. It's a um, different it's a different medium of storytelling. Like, I think that's what's lost on Indeed. Um, a lot of people. Because there's still that stigma of, you know, that 35-year-old in mom's basement yelling up for some Cheetos and drinking Mountain Dew. Like, that still exists, but that's not the majority of gamers. And that's not, like, gamers aren't that closed-minded as that, you know, that stereotype, that stigma that people still put onto video games. Um I mean, just, you know, look at The Last of Us Part Two and how inclusive that game was and uh, the mm-hmm. risks that it took for the storytelling. Like, yeah, I still, I look at that game and I just think about how that game was this year. Un- unbelievable that game was this year. So um, there's just so much that you can do uh, with video games and the the feeling of ownership you get over the character. So like, you when something emotional happens and it's not necessarily like a you know like a, a, a an emotional sucker punch that they throw in there like it, it it's little things you feel that much more um because you have ownership over the characters so that's like it's that's what separates it from tv shows movies and books like the story's being told to you in those mediums, but in a video game medium, a good story, like you are making some of the choices along the way. So you start to, you know, empathize with that character even more. And then you, you have, like you said, you have your platformers, you have just, you know, your fun little giggle games as well, but like the stories, the fluffers, I like to call them. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But the story, you're right. The storytelling, man, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's just what it is. When people on the outside looking in who aren't gamers try to understand why gamers are gamers, that's why. It's just another form of storytelling. And it's a unique way of storytelling because you actually get to control the story. And that's, I think, what a lot of people who are on the outside looking in don't understand about video games nowadays are in a very simple way of putting it. Video games in the past was a, you have to do this in order to get to B. You have to do B in order to get to C. It was one streamlined story. 
video games nowadays, you guys, are multiple outcomes. There's multiple ends. There's multiple ways to get to the end of a story. And what you do, you, you know, affects the kind of line that you're on in order to get to the end. You know, if you do something different at stage B, you know, it's going to be different for stage C in a sense. Um, And so when you go and talk to other people about how they beat the game, they could have taken a different route to beating it or done different things to beat it. Like speaking of the video game, last of us, there's multiple ways to, you know, disarm an enemy, to kill an enemy, to 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 beat um, you know, a point in the game. And when you talk about it, like when you and I talk about it, you brought up something in the video game that I actually didn't even get to explore, <laughs> which was the guitar store and all that stuff. So it, there's things that the storytelling is completely different now with video games and you actually get to control it as opposed to, you know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, which is why gamers are gamers, which why is storytelling is so powerful and it's, nowadays it is not so much you know the, the overarching story too it's the little side quests that stick with you too like yeah. the witcher 3 yeah. had such good side quests that people remember those side quests more than they do the main story in that game like uh same thing with um ghost of Tsushima. like they did such a good job with some of these side quests that i'm like that main story was it was a it was a really cool story. It was a really good story. I really enjoyed it. But there were like three side quests where I'm like, those stories stick with me more than that main story does. Like, yeah, just like things that I randomly think about. Like even like these short one-off stories that'll take 10 minutes to end, like they could evoke such emotions out of you because you're empathizing with the characters telling you the story because it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it just it's it's a different way of uh you know getting messages across getting people to feel things i think it's i think it's fun when when you're on the playstation plus store or whatever um when you're searching for those you know you're just flipping through those free games and you stumble across the one and "Ah, okay i'll play this one and it ends up being really good what was that one game i can't remember what it was that i told you about but it was uh it was gosh i forgot what it was but it but it was along along the lines of what i just explained where there's multiple ways of finishing the game every single action in was the it game detroit become human do, whether it was i know heavy no, rain that one i can't remember what it was okay they're yeah, made by yeah, the same uh same yep. developer that one. Oh, okay so yeah it was the when waking up and brushing your teeth every action you had to do or if you you know if you wanted to be gross and, and and you know to each your own but not brush your teeth you, you can do that or you can interact with somebody and that changes the outcome of the story or you know every single thing that you did changed the ending um and then at the end you had the option of of changing the ending as well if that makes any sense you know there were like i think when i read up on it there were 13 different ways 13 to 16 i believe different ways of beating the game Many people chose one route, others chose the other, some chose option five, option six, you know what I'm saying? And that's just the awesome thing about it, because when you beat the game, it's like, cool, now I can go back and play it again, and I have 15 other options of beating it. And I think that's just where we are right now with video games and why we're so excited to talk about it, because it's not just a simple, there's only one way to go to get to Z. It's not that anymore. It's really not. And that's why 
we always say it's just another form of storytelling because you get to control the story now, which is awesome. And, and, and that's that, man. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's why video games now are where they are because you feel like you have control of it, which is a, a new feeling, a new sense of control, you know, and in, in a healthy way for video games that I think we didn't have in the past, of course. So it's my take on it. Yeah, I definitely, I've, I agree. That was a good way to, good way to end that. So, yep. You know well, what time it is. All it took was me complaining about how bad I've been to hit on all three of my calls last week. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I had a bad fantasy week again. Join our free DraftKings League. Uh, seems like the same people are winning every week, but, and it's not us. But it's still fun. It's still fun. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Absolutely, it is. So let's do this. Let's. Ooh, I won my. Uh, I won last week. Uh, okay, let's 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 get to our picks, man. Let's get to our picks. I always forget what's first. Well, we always do our sleepers. So last week I called mm. Wayne Gallman. Uh, <laughs> that that one ended up being a good call. Running back for the Giants, mm-hmm. and you went with Higgins. Not such a good Indeed. pick, but I don't think I did too well. No, you did not. I don't think I did too well. The, you know, you pick you picked the Broncos <laughs> to overperform expectations, and uh, yeah, they completed one pass. That happened. That. That organization is well. To be fair, to be fair, you have four quarterbacks on your roster, and all of them are going to stand in a circle with no masks and talk. And then one test positive, like, (laughs) dude, know the climate you're living in. Jeez. So Mm -hmm. it's lack of leadership right there, and that's that's. Someone made a tweet that really hit home, and I and I'm, and which is true, like. You let your team down. There's yep. really no other way to say it. Because you literally, not figuratively, you literally let your team down. Um, you had to have a practice squad player who played quarterback a little bit in his past step in with no practice and play quarterback for a very great, as we all know, uh, you know, football club. You know, high, high, high expectations. You know, if this happens with the New York Jets, you know, it's like, okay. I mean, you know, obviously they're still really. That's part of the force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, the Broncos are a really good franchise. It's like, that's a lot of pressure. So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go down that route, but yeah. It's, uh, you know, they made a mistake. So we'll see. But let's, uh, I'll let you pick first. I went, I went with the 49ers, who I said would win, and they ended up winning straight <laughs> up. Uh, for the duo. Then you went with Mayfield and Higgins. You got yeah, the half right. Mayfield had a really good game, but it was Landry, not Higgins. I, you know, I didn't want to go with Landry. You know, I don't want to pick the, you know, Landry's up. Landry's well, I went with Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown, and that was a that big was. hit. A.J. Brown's so. a man. Oh, he's a beast. <laughs> he, he's, 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 a, he's a really good football player. You, you watch him play, and it, it's all, it's like watching that. Um, boys. Among boys. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a really dominant college football player. <laughs> yeah. 
against like, you know, an okay program, like a, you know, a really dominant Ohio State running back against, uh, you know, Rutgers team. Even though Rutgers is playing well this year, like you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Gee. here we go. So, oh, did you know the Browns are eight and three this year? Eight and three. The Cleveland Browns, you guys. I'm just I'm looking through uh, for my sleeper <laughs> right now, and I see that the Browns are eight and three, and I'm like. That's the quietest eight and three I can remember, especially for a Browns team. Eight and three. Like Baker's not playing great. They're that's behind Chubb and Hunt. That's crazy. That's crazy. Eight and three, man. I mean, I feel like you know, you know, despite the pandemic, the craziness that has been going on, you know, this year outside of sports and obviously trying to play sports in this pandemic, we've, we've had a really darn good year of some football, uh, national football, um, you know, excuse me, NFL football, not the Broncos, notwithstanding <laughs> the Ravens, notwithstanding last right. week, but it's, it's been an exciting year of football. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, given what's going on in the world, but, Let's make let's 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 get these let's get these calls, man. I I I, I got some I got some You got some hotness I today? So I think I think I do, man. All right. I'm gonna start off Go with ahead. some hotness. Am, Are you ready I for am. this? My sleeper for the week is gonna be Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. Why? Wide receiver for the New York Jets. Let me write that down. Okay. He's he's a rookie. He's played well so far. He's gotten looks, and I think this is the week he's going to pay off. All right. I got mine. So I like the sports. I like the I'm thinking. Like, that just blew my mind. I don't know if the Jets are going to win this week or not, but I think Denzel Mims is going to have a touchdown. And... 85 plus yards. Okay. I like it. All right. I got you ready for this one? Yep. I got Mark Ingram. Really? I do. They play the Cowboys. Cowboys rushing defense uh, or stop in a sense. They're ranked 27th in the National Football League. So I'm putting my money on Mark Ingram. To have a good performance, huh? Yep. Yeah, that, that's a that's a you know I'm reaching there. Um, you know, Mark Ingram being a running back for the Ravens, you guys. You know, he's an older player, of course. He's a solid player, but older player. Um, I mean, J.K. Dobbins was taking that true. job before the COVID, right. so Ingram. That's a. I hope that is Dobbins because I I have him in a lot of <laughs> fantasy leagues and I'm starting him this week. Um, so I really hope that it's. Dobbins, but yeah, that Ingram that that would be fine too. I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's why I'm thinking what I'm thinking. Baltimore needs to win mm. this game. Like the Cowboys win this game, you know they're sitting pretty to make the playoffs. Whoa, 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 what's the win like, that like division. Five and what? What's their record? <laughs> they're three and eight right that's- now. The Washington Jeez. football team is in first place at four and seven. What the heck is going on in 
Oh, I'm sorry. The Washington football team and the New York Giants are tied for first place at four and seven. And they're both touchdown dogs or oh higher. Gosh. The Giants are ten and a half point dogs. And the Washington football team are seven point dogs. I'm disgusted with that conference. Or that shoot yeah, yeah. NFC East. I mean, you know, the Cowboys at three that and eight and two. the Eagles at three, seven and one are hot that on their heels. Is trash. <laughs> Do every single team in that division are touchdown dogs or more? Good gosh. And that all of them, well, minus the Eagles, but all of them are starting backup quarterbacks too. So the Eagles are only one with their starting quarterback, but Carson Wentz looks like there's something really wrong with him. So, all right, what you got? Okay, okay. So for team, team to overperform expectations. Ooh, I'm gonna go with man. Uh, okay, who are you gonna uh, go with? Dang it, I had one, but I I'm, I'm changing my mind. Uh, ooh. Let me let how about how about this? All right, how I about got, that? I got I got I got you're you're not you're you're gonna be like you're you're gonna think I'm yeah, you're gonna think I'm crazy. You ready for this? Don't even tell me you're taking the jets. Oh, gosh no. Jeez no. But you ready for this one? Okay. I got Washington football team. I was going to take ah, them. Going to Pittsburgh, the 11-0 Steelers. I got Washington football team, 4-7 and seven team. So here's the thing. In this category, do we say that they're going to win or they're going to just play a ball? No, they're going to they're gonna beat the line, okay. which is seven okay. points. Yep. They're seven I got points Washington dogs. football team. I stole that one from you. That's my nah, – So I was going to pick them, and I, I was going to pick them to win straight up, but um, – I was changing anyway. I'm I'm, I'm going to change. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who do they have over the Minnesota Vikings? Ooh, where's that at? Is that it? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, not least, but at I believe it's at Minnesota. Jacksonville uh, is Minshew back? Uh no, they're they're running out Mike Glennon. Okay, all right. Who played decent last week. So that's why I'm picking him. James Robinson is going to break the record for undrafted rookie rushing yards. Are you serious? He's on pace for 1,200, and the rookie has, I think, is 1,100 right now. That's incredible. So, all right, duo. I know where I'm going. I'm going to go Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks. Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks. Fuller's done for the year. Um, you know, Texans are playing the Colts. I really, I think, I, you know, Colts have a good defense, but Watson's been balling out, and I just, I got a feeling that the Texans are going to beat the Colts, and it's going to be on Deshaun Watson. And Cooks has been solid this year, so I don't think it's going to matter if they put the best corner on their team on them or not so okay i like that i like that i'll pick um 
And and it's pending, of course, but um, I'm going to go, obviously, you know, I'm going to stick with my Washington football team on this Alex Smith and Terry McLaurin, but obviously that's pending on McLaurin's um, ankle. Um, He's questionable right now, but they're, they're anticipating him being able to play. Um, He should, he should be able to play. So that, that's, that's, that's my, that's my tandem right there. That's my duo Smith and McLaurin. I hope you're right about that one. I think it's, it's, it's obviously it's, it's, Depends on McLaurin's health. Um, I, I feel like he, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading, and I feel like he 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 is expected to play, um, but we we shall see. That's yeah, that it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. I I like McLaurin a lot. I think everybody's singing his praise this oh, yeah. year. I think they should have been singing it last year. Um, I have him on a lot of fantasy teams, so. Uh, especially my most important one, which is the my dynasty team, which is a year ahead of schedule and is kind of irritating me that they're so good. I hear you. Or, well, that my team has such a good record, I guess. But at, at one point, I was like, I was the first place and I had the sixth highest points scored. <laughs> so, like, I was really lucky. Pretty much this entire year, I've been lucky in that league. Like, if you look at points against, I have the lowest, and it's not even close. It's like the lowest by like 200 points. It is ridiculous how lucky I've been. And it's like I want to be like in the bottom two or three in that league so that I get a high pick so I can get a, a, a really good rookie running back or wide receiver. So, but yeah, that's, I, I guess I'm a year ahead of schedule in that league. So, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> I guess I'm a year. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've been rebuilding. My my running backs have been bad. Like I've had some really bad injury luck, and then, um, yeah. La- last year, if I had kept instead of keeping Corey Davis, which would have been fine this year, but last year was really bad. I kept Corey Davis instead of Mark Ingram, and if I had kept Mark Ingram, my team would have been fine. But I threw. Mark Ingram back last year and that came back to bite me. But um Yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray's been carrying me. So hopefully hopefully fantasy be nicer this year to all of us. I agree. I think that I think it's absolutely what what, what, what I this want. Week. Yeah, it is most definitely what I want. Okay. Okay, where are we at right now? That's it. That is it. I'm looking at my list here. So what do you okay. What are you looking forward to watching this week? Um, ooh, I I I really am looking forward to the Washington Steelers game because everybody, you know, we, it's an eleven and zero football team. Um, it's an eleven and zero football team, and obviously a sixteen week schedule. It's a long season. Every single team has their their falls in a sense during a season, and I guess I'm just excited to watch this game because who's going to take down the the who's going to take the team that's at the top right now, um, you know, record wise, who's going to take them down if they even take them down. So I'm just excited to witness it if it does happen. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not a fan of either team in a sense. I'm a fan of the game of football, um, but, you know, I'm most definitely looking forward to that matchup. How about yourself? I am. Well, obviously the Packers, I'm they're playing the Eagles and I'm going to say it. I'm nervous. All right, I'm nervous going into this game. Like, 
I was nervous going to the Bears game last week. It's just last year their offense would be so good and they'd have like such good imagination like against the Chiefs and then they come the next week and they score 14 points and win 14-10. Like <laughs> I still have that feeling as a fan this year, but their offense has been money. It's their defense that is underperforming and they're underperforming at positions that they were so good at last year. Like Preston and Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith is fine, but man, is he a liability in the run game. Preston Smith has been bad at both the run and pass, like pass rush. So I would love it if uh, Preston Smith would maybe last week was a wake up call because he actually didn't start. Rashawn Gary did. Um, and Rashawn Gary's looked very, very, very good this mm-hmm. year, which is awesome because yeah. he was their top pick last year. Um, I, I hope that Savage is back. So, like, obviously the the Packers game I'm looking forward to. I just I hope that they can keep the the pedal down. I think that they're a very good team this year. I just want to see them put it together. Um, you know, a full game against the team. Um, you know, they they win forty two to ten or something like that. Not that it was not that close last week because it wasn't. Like they did have a pretty good game last week, but um I'm kind of excited to see the Cardinals and Rams. Cardinals and Rams. Like that could be a high scoring game. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got Kyler, of course, and then you got Goff. Um and then the team that I was thinking about picking. Uh, for my overperforming expectations, I was going to pick the Falcons to win straight up. Got? So you got the Saints that are Saints are three point favorites. They're going to the Falcons, mm. and uh, yeah, I just it's division game. Falcons have been playing a lot better um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah, I just I think that. With Taysom Hill being limited, which everybody has seen, he is limited uh, as a quarterback. I'm surprised they didn't make the switch after last week to Jameis, to be honest. Yeah, you won, but you didn't win because of Taysom Hill. You won because your defense is falling. <laughs> and you were playing a, you were playing a, uh, you know, a very uh, a college quarterback. I was about to say, yeah, I don't even know how to describe in like a smaller school Broncos. college quarterback. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Jameis is the better quarterback, and I don't think it's that close. Mm, gotcha. But um, may- maybe he'll prove us wrong, and you know, Taysom Hill have a huge game this week. But yeah, so that and then Browns Titans, like, let's see if the Browns playing in a decent weather game, how they'll play. Be so, but also Washington Steelers is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week, I mm-hmm. think. It really is. It really is. I think Washington Steelers is tomorrow. Um, Monday night game. Um, oh my goodness! Did you know the 49ers are five and six? I thought they had a better record than that. I thought it was worse. Do you know how many players they've had on IR? See, I thought their record was better, better than that. And I don't oh think they're good, like the fact team. that they're five and six with that many injuries, mm-hmm. like dude, Kyle Shanahan might be the best coach in the league right now, Absolutely. even better than Bill Belichick. Like, dude. Yeah, Sean Payton is also very good. Andy Reid, obviously. I think you got to give some. You know, I'm going out there, but dude, with these injuries, and it's not just like 
you know, it's been on the offense. They, I mean, they've had injuries at every single key position on offense, but then on the defensive side, they've had key injuries at every single level of the defense, and they're still five and six. Right. I mean, I think, I think, I most definitely think you're missing somebody there when you're talking about coaches. And I think that's your guys' coach for the Packers coach, Mike Tomlin. Well, you know, obviously, you had an 11 and 0 team. Obviously, got to give some credit to the head coach there. But I think for, for how young the Packers coach is with this system, with the players, I, I think you obviously have to give him, give him some credit too as well. Um, he's just getting started. And I think he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, <clears throat> I guess compared to you know how McCarthy was, and obviously by you being a Packers fan, I I, I assume you got way more in depth take on that <laughs> of the difference. No, not really. He's just it's only been two years. Right. Um, he hasn't really had to, um, you know, uh, what what's the word here? I guess I guess groom some talent. I mean, he has. You see it with the wide receivers with. St. Brown and Valdez Scantling. Um, and honestly, the way that Adams has come on to, he raised this game from, you know, a top five receiver to arguably the best receiver in the mm-hmm. league. Yep. I don't know how arguable it is. Like he is the best route runner. In yeah. The I don't think I don't many down. people are going to um, debate that. There. So he doesn't have, yeah. So I don't know. I like what I see, obviously. I like the imagination that he uses sometimes. I haven't seen adjustments yet that maybe I would like to see, such as the Colts game. Um, But he has been effective at winning close games as evidence of the season last year. And then you can see this year that he goes in with a game plan that works Mm -hmm. pretty much every single week. Like their problem hasn't been the offense except for one week. So yeah, I I think that he's on a trajectory. It's just a matter of when Rodgers is done, if LaFleur is still here and he stays with the same consistency, can he um make everybody else, you know, can he get this talent and make it better? And I'm not even talking about Jordan Love mm-hmm. because you don't know yet. And it's unfair to put love in that situation right now even though I think that the GM put him in that situation by trading up to take him. Um, But like defensively, can he take like, uh, you know, Alexander and Savage and make them into the best corners? Because that's part of what a head coach has to do is also make, you know, guys on both sides of the ball better. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how the motivation comes in the playoffs this year too, because that's one thing he was very critical of last year in the NFC Championship game was uh, the fire that the defense had and then the offense going into that first half, like how flat everybody came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So I remember that. Uh, can he learn from that experience and get people more fired up is kind of the question. So, And I am hard on the defensive coordinators because we've had bad luck. I like – what Petten brings, I think he brings more adjustments. I think he he'll change his game plan for his talent. Um, he doesn't make his talent fit the what his plan is, but I do think sometimes he just tells his guys to go out there and win. Whereas if he there were 
he could be a little bit more creative to help out his defense a little bit. So, and going back to the Colts game, that's what I'm talking about. Because th- th- there's no reason the Packers should have lost that game. Like they should have won that game easily, 100%. and they lost it. But, um, yeah, if they if they lose this week, if the Packers lose this week, and it, it, it's the NFL, and you know it's a week to week league, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of fans are going to be running around. The sky is falling and I'm hopefully if they lose the way they lost to the Buccaneers, I'm going to be very upset, but I'm not going to think their season is completely over because if they lose this game and win out, they're 12 and four. That's a very good year. A good season. Like they went out, they went out this year, they're 13 and three. And that's with me criticizing the Buccaneers in the Colts game. Like, and honestly, the Vikings game, they should have won that game too. So they've been in every single game, and except for the Buccaneers game, which I still think that they just gave up early. It's a long season, and I think there are many teams. Let's just you know talk about the division, the NFC East. Many teams that would that are praying. For to have the record of the Packers <laughs> or the possibility of ending the season 12 and 4, 13 and 3. I mean, so you know, look, uh, look on the bright side of things. You guys are heading in the oh, absolutely. I think that the thing with Packer fans is, and I understand it, we just talked about it with the Badgers. Packers fans are championship or bust, like, we're sick and tired of NFC championship game losses. Have, We're sick and tired of getting to the playoffs and having heartbreaking losses. Like get to the Super Bowl, you lose in the Super Bowl, we'll see how you lost. But like you get to the Super Bowl and now we can talk about whether it was a good season or not. But if you don't make that Super Bowl, it's a bad season. Mm. That's how that's how it is right now. I think it's just a lot of people are obviously understanding that Rodgers only has a few more years in him. And I mean, you look at it, look at the way he's playing. Like, dude has six years left unless his arm goes, which could happen in the snap of a finger. Look at Peyton. Yeah. But it's all it takes. Like, dude, dude is balling, man. Dude is balling. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I think we covered a lot here, man. I mean, we covered a lot. I think this was an awesome, an awesome episode. We, we, we covered. Some- I think this was our best episode in, since I got back from Storm. Yeah. So. I think we 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 covered some really good topics here um and and shared our honesty our, our brutal honesty you know with Badgers football um you know obviously you know talking about our lives of course and how we are adjusting to the pandemic um and obviously the NFL I think uh yeah yeah this 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 was good this was this was absolutely fun a fun one Absolutely. So thank thank you everybody for listening. Share it with your friends. Mm. Share it with uh anybody you think who could uh use a laugh, use some uh smiles, uh maybe use some honesty. We yeah, we, we love uh getting fan questions. Oh, yeah. My brother asked a question and unfortunately we didn't get to it because we covered a lot of topics. <laughs> and I really, really liked my brother's question. So we'll get to it next week. Absolutely. It's one of those that'll be there next week. Um okay. Please feel free to ask us a question. You can find us untapped keg everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch. Just Google untapped keg. You'll find us. We have our email, untappedkeg.com. Feel free to email us. Um, 
Yeah, where can they find you, Mons? Yeah, you guys can find me at MonteBall28 on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> MonteBall on Instagram, obviously, just like what RJ said, the untapped keg, excuse me, untapped keg pages on all social media platforms. Yeah, send us topics, questions, all that. We give you a shout out. We love the questions. We love the engagement. We appreciate it all. And uh, most definitely, you know, appreciate you guys tuning in. You can find me at It's Trickster on Twitter, ITZ. The I is a one in Trickster. And uh, thank you for listening. Give us, a, give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. Yep. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to to send it our way because, you know, we're still growing. We got some ideas for next year, how we're going to change things up. But, you know, we'd, we'd be, we'd love people's takes. So, and uh, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least if we fail, we were trying everybody. Let's have a good week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.